Today's show is brought to you by the letter H and the number 9. This is the More Than a Drunk Podcast. I am Joseph. Welcome. As with the last episode, all of my disclaimers and contact info and how to contribute to the show, all those things are at the end of the episode. So for right now, away we go. I have had today's show decked up for a while. And I have wanted to do I've wanted to do this show. It's just it's hard to do it. It's hard to do a show on, on relapse back into addiction when you're fighting against doing that. Uh, I, I was actually doing great this last week in terms of not really thinking about drinking. Uh, until I started typing, like finishing out the typing, the the outline of the show and, and all those things. And then, yeah, and then the, the cravings set in and evil brains said, you, you, you could have, you could have a drink. You know, why don't we just run to the store? No one will need to know. That's when you tell evil brain, sit down and shut up. So then I cracked open another, another sparkling water and, uh. And try to make the best of it. We'll see how that goes. Now I'm doing good. I'm sitting here. I'm recording. I'm not going anywhere tonight. So uh, the only booze that's in the house is tequila. And I despise it. So we're good. One of the things that inspired me to do the show finally now. uh, Was I had a gentleman email me earlier in the week. He indicated that he'd fallen off the wagon. But that the show was helping him. And so I, to you. I, I hope you found your way back on. Uh, to the wagon. I'm hoping my hand up is helpful in some way. And uh, and good luck to you. So, what do you do when you relapse? First off, I, I think we have to think about what is relapse. And, and to me, so, sobriety means different things to different people. You know, for, for people that have their drinking more under control, just moderating... How much they drink, controlling that, you know, how, how often they drink or whatever, if they can control that, great. That's them living in sobriety because they're not drunk all the damn time. To other people, to people like me, I, it's, it's all or nothing. I'm either, I'm either getting drunk three, four, five, seven times a week or I'm stone sober for a hundred and some odd days now. So today's what's the 21st, 111 days. This month works out where I just, it's 100 and subtract 10 from the day. And anyway, so what is, I, I guess, what is, what is the definition of relapse? Right. If we're going to think about that, if, if everyone has their definition of, of sobriety, what does it mean to relapse? And the definition, the first one that pops up when you do the Google search, I have a hard time saying Google. It's hard. Uh, I had a, uh, I had a Google phone. Their version of Siri is saying, hey, Google, and that it, I hate using that stuff anyway. Voice activated things. One, they kind of creep me out. And two, they never seem to work worth a damn. Anyway, definition, relapse, back on topic. Here we go. Uh, Of someone suffering from a disease, suffer deterioration after a period of improvement. So relapse really fits whether you're moderating, you're stone sober, you're looking to get sober, Relapse fits. 
right? If you're moderating and, you know, to where you're drinking one, two nights a week, and all of a sudden now you're back to drinking four or five nights a week, that would be relapse. If you haven't drank in however many days and now all of a sudden you're, you're, you're drinking every night again for a while, that would be relapse. And I know for, for, for a lot of people, for, for myself personally, um, a year ago, I was, I was sailing along doing great in term and cutting back. Um, I was starting to kind of hit where I could go three days at a time in between drinks. Uh, I didn't do it often, maybe once every other week, every third week or so. Um, but I was, I was getting better. You know, I was working my way towards controlling this. Uh, and then out of the blue, my dog died. Uh, perfectly healthy, year and a half old. All of a sudden, four o'clock in the afternoon, decides she wants to start vomiting and all sorts of other stuff. And 12 hours later, she had passed away. That stress and all of those things just completely threw me off the wagon. From then until May 2nd, when I when I quit, uh, I was fully back off the wagon. I was rolling around in the mud, all those kind of things. And and I think for, for a lot of people, that's kind of what happens in relapse. You get that all or nothing thinking. You get you get into thinking that, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm off the wagon now. Screw it. I'm just, I'm going to drink the entire 12 pack of beer. I'm going to drink the entire bottle of whiskey. I, I did one. Might as well do them all. And that's... You know, obviously that's not what we want to have happen because relapse, realistically, relapse is going to happen either to all of us. I mean, I, I'm sure very few of us know someone who, after having a severe drinking problem or drug use problem, decided to quit one day and then never used it again. But what are some things that we can look at to determine how likely we are to relapse back into our drug use or alcohol use, whatever it is? Uh, first and foremost, it's uh, not seeking treatment. Uh, there's a study, in, and I'll leave the link to the study in the show notes. But they looked at it, and, and the folks that, that sought treatment, and whether that was AA or just a therapist, uh, any of those kind of things, if you didn't do that stuff, you were 80%, like 80% of the people they looked at after three years had relapsed. So think of that. You have a a uh, what one in five chance of staying sober if you don't seek any kind of treatment. And if you do get the treatment, uh, only 25% of those people had relapsed after three years. I mean, that's, that is a huge swing. That is an amazing tool in your tool belt that'll help keep you on the wagon. You know, it, it, it's a seat belt in this bumpy wagon with the square wheels and, and no suspension and then it's it, it's also got the, the seats that kind of bounce you around. I think every time I describe the wagon, something else gets added onto it. The, the, the people who are likely to relapse, also there's fewer attempts at sobriety. And I, I suppose that, that makes sense. You know, if you're on your first attempt, you don't really know what you're doing. And so you're likely to fall off. And so every time you try, that's, you're just, you're working harder and harder and more at being sober. So I, I would imagine, yeah, you you stay sober longer the more times you've tried it. Just like anything, you, the more you practice it, the, uh, the the better you are at it. Let me take one aside here. If you hear little pitter-patters in the background, my dog is going crazy tonight. Uh, unfortunately, I've been a terrible dog owner today. 
uh, and I haven't taken him for a walk. I played fetch with him in the backyard, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not Joseph Stalin here. Uh, no, so he's 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 going crazy. After I'm done recording this, I will take him for a walk. So don't worry about little Rusty. Back to the topic, and the the, the final thing that, in, and I hate to say it's a predictor of relapse. It's just women, I guess, are more likely to relapse than men. And to me, that makes sense because as a man with a drinking problem, there's enough stigma with that to begin with. Uh, a woman with a drinking problem, there's there's that double stigma there to where you're an alcoholic and you're a woman. Uh, women shouldn't be alcoholics. That's not right. And, you know, it's, it's still very much a... A Victorian era thinking on women, and so yeah, I, I get it. You know, in terms of women are probably more or less likely, I should say, less likely to get the treatment they need and have the support networks around them and be able to be open and honest about it with their friends. And that's just that's just me pulling stuff out of my rear end there. So if you're a woman and 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 you have all of those things going for you, great. If you're a woman and you don't, shoot me an email. If nothing else, you you can vent and rant to me more than a drunk at gmail.com. All right. So with that, I, how do we avoid relapse? Uh, number one, clearly seek treatment, whether that's through a, you know, your primary care physician, a therapist, a psychiatrist, psychologist, you know, any, any of those people with the fancy piece of paper on the wall that you should listen to over me, go to them, talk to them. Get them to help you. And then along that same lines, go to AA. Check out Smart Recovery. You know, friends, family, anybody that you know that maybe they have a drinking problem as well in order to get into some sort of support network. Because uh, one thing the study said, you know, it, as much as AA doesn't work for me, it, it, it helps a lot of people. And, and I'm assuming they just use AA in that study because it's the widely known one get into any of those kind of things to where you're at least getting some sort of support from people who understand who, what you're going through. And, and the last one, the, the, the last idea I have to help how to, how to avoid it is, and it's kind of a two-parter, uh, find a substitute or a distraction. Something that you can, uh, like for me, sparkling water. You know, it's very much replaced beer for me in terms of, you know, obviously I don't get drunk or anything off of it, but it... It gives me the, you know, I have the can, I open the can, it's, it, I, I wait to drink it after work. So it's, it's very much, it's kind of taken that place. And it's, and it's not unhealthy, all those kind of things. And that, and that's probably a key part of all of that. It, you know, if you're going to find a substitute or distraction, make sure it's not something that's destructive. You know, don't go from booze to cocaine. That is, that is probably not a good idea. And in terms of, of distractions, I mean, you can look at, oh, God, you know, TV, you know, if maybe that's something you haven't checked out, podcasts, other, you know, not just mine, other ones. There, there's lots of them out there. I, I really only listen to about, like, two podcasts. I'm subscribed to, you know, a dozen or so, but there's only two I listen to. And one of those two, I've, I've listened to every single episode. It's, it's a history-related, it's a history podcast. So he has a limited number out, and I've listened to every single one of them about ten times. But he's just, he's fantastic. So yeah, just, just find something else that, that when you get that craving, you can dive into that thing rather than sit there and stew over the fact that you want, that you want alcohol or 
or crack or smack or whatever. Because, I mean, Lord knows that if you just sit there and stew about it all night long, evil brain is going to win. Let's just let's just be honest there. If you don't find something to occupy your brain, evil brain is going to win. Because it's a crafty little mofo. Little, little mofo. I don't know if if my Dr. Evil voice works anymore. My, my, my littlest one, she actually, she's banned me from, from doing voices in books. I don't know why. I, I feel I'm, I'm really good at them. And it, and it usually fits the characters. Uh, right now with, with my son, we're reading Harry Potter. Hagrid, that, that, was, that was a fun voice to try and figure out. Circling back around. Um, see, this distraction works really well for me. You know, I, you know, oh, squirrel. All right, so let's look at, you tried to do all of these things, and, we're, you know, push has come to shove, worst happened. You, you've had a drink, you've, you've had your drug, whatever, you've relapsed. First off, let me just say, it's, it's not okay to relapse, but it's okay to relapse, right? It, it's not something we want to do, but if it happens, it's not the end of the world, as long as you don't let it be the end of the world. Looking at it, you know, you're not a terrible person. You're not a failure. You're not a dumbass or a drunk or a hopeless or a lost cause or any of those kind of things. I mean, you heard you heard the numbers before. Very few people make it to the other side. To where, you know, they never will relapse again. You, you fight and you fight and you fight and you fight through it. It would be, I haven't, I haven't found it yet, but it'd be, I would love to find the statistics of the people who become alcoholics or fall into drug use, like what are the outcomes? What percentage of them do that for the rest of their lives, however short that may be? How many people get sober and then fall back in? You know, like, like what are all those paths? Uh, I, I haven't found it yet, but I'm sure someday I will. And, and let's be honest, evil brain is crafty. Like, like, like I was saying, it it is going to find anything and everything it can to get you to drink. Regardless of what that means. Evil brain doesn't care that being drunk is bad. To evil brain, drunk is good. Up is down and, and all those kind of things. So like I said, it's, it's not okay to relapse, but it's okay that you have relapsed. Accept it. Realize that, you know what? You've been here before, right? You, you, you've been to the point to where you're drinking, and now we need to get off. We, we, we need to stop digging that hole. You know, if you find yourself digging a hole, the first thing, the best thing you can do is to just stop. And, and part of that is take, take your booze, throw it out, dump it down the drain, pour it outside, burn it if you, ha if you want to. I would recommend doing that safely. You know, don't just light it on fire willy-nilly. Fire is kind of dangerous. I've, I've lit myself on fire before, and it's not fun. The booze, the drugs, whatever it is, it's better down the drain than down the hatch. I like that saying. I'm a genius for thinking it. I'm sure I didn't. It's not original, but it's a logical fallacy. I, I think that's what it is. It's fallacy of the sunk cost. To where you believe, you know, I already bought this booze or I already bought this drug, so I need to use it, otherwise I'm wasting it. It's a much bigger waste for it to go into your body than it is to go down the drain. Uh, especially if it's going to lead down a spiral 
the, the first time I quit, yeah, it was it was one day I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a six-pack. That's all I'm going to have just to get over these cravings, and I'll be fine. And then next thing I know, a year and a half later, I'm still drinking uh, worse, yeah, just as bad, if not worse than ever. One thing I one thing I would say to do is curse at it while you while you dump it down the drain, while you throw it away, whatever you need to do. Hell, even use some Monty Python insults. You know, I fought in your general direction. You know that 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 kind of stuff. Your mother smelt of elderberries. I'm not a My- Monty Python nerd by any means. Uh, I- I've watched a few of them. Most of the humor, I find them entertaining. But not necessarily funny. The humor just isn't quite uh, isn't quite my style. The elephant in the room. When you enter into sobriety, and I, I believe it's pretty universal. Everyone has that counter. You know, how many days has it been since you last used? Mine is one twelve right now. I, I know the the big thing in in a lot of the recovery networks, and especially AA, is is if you have a drink, you, you start back over at scratch. You know, that's day zero. Whether it's one drink or a hundred drinks. And to me, that almost that almost encourages kind of the, well, I'm, I had one, might as well finish the 24-pack. You know, it encourages that kind of stuff to where, you know, if, if you have one and, and maybe halfway through it, you realize, like, oh, God, I, I need to not do this. I need to get away from it. But then if you're thinking, well, shit, I'm, I'm already at day zero. I might as well might as well have a hell of a time right now. If you're thinking that way, you know, then that's going to that's gonna help you go down that slippery slope into... Now all of a sudden you're drinking every night again for a while. I don't agree that you have to throw it out and restart at zero. You know, there, there, there's a fuzzy area in there. Somewhere between one and too many, you cross over that line to where you really probably should reset the counter. I would even think, you know, if it's if it's one day, if it's two days, you know, don't don't stress too much about it. And ultimately, I mean, ultimately that's that's up to you. And as I said earlier. You know, sobriety is what you make it. Resetting your counter is, is what you make it. But I mean, really, how fair is it to yourself to go longer than you ever have without drinking or without using? And then all of a sudden you're punishing yourself up for that. You're, you're punishing yourself for that slip up, right? Not, not only do you feel bad about slipping up, but now you got to restart all, all over at zero. You know, if you go, let's say you go a thousand days without using, without drinking thousand days and then one day you have a beer is that the end of the world no is it something you should have done probably not but do you do you then throw away all of those thousand days because of that one beer for myself I, i've encouraged other people thankfully i even had to to, to really kind of cross this threshold myself but i've encouraged people you know reframe it you know let's say you've gone you know it's your hundredth day and you drink on that day you know, rather than saying, oh, this is day zero all over again, you know, hey, 99 out of the last 100 days, I have been sober. So that way you're acknowledging that there was that one day in, the, one day in there that you weren't sober, but it, it takes some of that punishment, that self-punishment out of it. And then I think that kind of helps you decide, you know, at, at what point do you, do you then reset? You know, if it's a day, you know, if it's 99 out of 100, 99 out of 101, you know, at some point you're going to realize, okay, I can't keep saying 99 out of 175. I have to restart at zero. I have to start all over again, that kind of stuff. And for some people, once they fall off the wagon and they hit that rough patch, they may need to start all over again at at an inpatient facility. And so I, I think that would be a good a good time to reset it to zero. If you do decide that, hey, you know what, no matter what, I'm resetting to zero. 
you know, whether it's one sip or 100 drinks, I'm resetting to zero. Celebrate the streak that you had. You know, don't focus on the fact that you ended that streak. Celebrate, you know, I went 100 days. That is awesome. That is great. Yeah, I slipped up, but you know what? I Now I know I can go 100 days. Next time, I'm going to go 101 days. And then 102 and 103 and 104. So that way it's not... Again, take some of that self-punishment out of it. And then you kind of... I think it puts you in the right mental mindset to get back on the wagon, to buckle in, hold on for dear life, and get at least get back to that, to where you were before. As we all know with, with, with all of this, it's... It's not easy. There's far too many temptations out there. An evil brain, is a tr- it, it, it's a tricky dick, which, if you don't know, that was Richard Nixon's uh, nickname. I, maybe not nickname, but that's one of the names he was called. Probably not. Probably not by his friends. So, I mean, ultimately, like I said, if you relapse, it's, it's entirely on you what that means. The last thing I want... I would want to do, and the last thing I want you to do is to beat yourself up over the relapse. It's it's one of those things that, like, as I said at the top of the show, it's it's not okay, but it is okay. You know, it's not the end of the world. You can get back on that wagon. You can do it. You already did it once before. Let's do it again. But at least this time, you're you're armed with the the knowledge that you've done it before. Now it's just a matter of tacking on those extra days. And if you decide not to reset the counter, heck, who knows? If you, okay, let's say on day 100, you drink, and now it's 99 out of 100. And then you make it another 100 days. I mean, that that one day really does start looking like a little blip. And as long as you make it that little blip, you know what? Keep on trucking. I've got faith in you. You can You can get back on that wagon. You can buckle in. It's not an easy ride, that's for sure. If you do relapse, uh, f- feel free to reach out to me. You know, sh- shoot me an email, and if nothing else, I'll send you some kind words back. And, and you'll at least have one person on your side, one person that you know I won't judge you, won't uh, won't think poorly of you. Just shoot it over, and and you know we can get back on the wagons. And with that, I bid you adieu. It has uh, it has been quite the experience recording this. Uh, so this is day two of me trying to record this. Last night the dog was going crazy. The wife was interrupting me all the time. It just it just didn't work out. Now today, kind of coming back around, it's actually good. I'm able to kind of look back through it all and kind of add some things, tweak some things, whatever have you. So, so see, look 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 at that. E- even this show here, you know, the first time I tried it, it didn't work. I came back today, and now it worked. And really, recovery is is that way as well. At least until we can put our alcoholism in remission and not have to focus on it so damn much. So with that said, also, over the next few months, I've, I've got to use up my GI Bill by the, by this summer, and I've got like four months left of it. So over the next couple months, uh, I'm going to be taking some classes. So this show this show will probably kind of get pushed off to the side a bit more than, uh, than it already does. So, so if it's not every week, uh, hang in there. I'm going to try and get shows out still as much as I can, because that's, uh, that's probably two nights a week three four hours in total but i have kids and they're starting school and all sorts of craziness so so just just know there there may be some interruptions to programming i'm going to try uh here over the next couple weeks uh to take a little extra time while i when i have it to record some extra ones to kind of give me a little buffer i i've done a poor job of that this summer but you know what it, it this is kind of slowly becoming something i really enjoy doing so it uh 
at, at first it, it helped me and now I'm, I'm hoping it's, it's helping more of you out there. With that, I finally do actually bid you adieu. Uh, it's, it's a journey and, uh, and, and we'll, we'll get to the other side eventually. Know that at least for today, I will not drink with you. Have a good one. Now it is disclaimer time. First and foremost, more than a drunk is an entertainment podcast. It is not medical advice. I am not a doctor. Do not take what I say as medical advice. If you need help, go seek one of those people with the degrees on the wall, wearing the nice white coat, all those kind of things. Do not listen to me over them. Absolutely not. Tune in. You might you might learn a thing or two. Hopefully it helps. it's helpful to you. If you do have any comments, questions, concerns, just want to vent or rant, uh, send them over. Uh, it, I'm hoping it gets it off your chest, and, and it means the world to me. So more than a drunk at gmail.com. Shoot it over there. Uh, Twitter, I've I more or less kind of stopped looking at. But I'm over there at more than a drunk as well. And so, yeah, just, just reach out and, and let me know what you're thinking. You know, anything you say to me, uh, I will not tie names to anything like that on, on the radio. If you want to donate, if you want to help out with the show, uh, on my website, morethanadrunk.pinecast.co, not .com, .co. Check it out there. Down at the bottom, all the way at the bottom, there's two links down there. One for Patreon, and then the other one is, I guess, Pinecast has uh, what's called a tip jar. So if you think the show is worth a buck, I would love to have it. Send it on over. Uh, use it to kind of help offset some of the hosting costs here. You get 10 shows. You can have 10 shows out at a time for free. And beyond that, then you got to start paying like 10 bucks a month. So to me, it's worth 10 bucks a month to do this. I'm hoping for you this is this is worth at least something. Thank you all for listening. Have a uh, have a great rest of the day. I will talk to you again another time.